have been looking at some selective psalms and in study this week, uh, looking at Psalm 10 and in going through and looking at Psalm 10, I came across um, a man by the name of Alexander McLaren was a preacher back in the late 1800s and early 1900s, Scottish origin, and um, he addressed some of the truth of Psalm 10, and one verse in particular, and from it, he then used the phrase that we have, I shall not be moved, and he took it to Two other psalms, and um, I had read recently about Alexander McLaren and um, another famous preacher, Joseph Parker, said anyone who has read his sermons must either take his outline or take another text. In other words, he's saying when this guy does something, it is the best. Um, Joseph Parker also said there is no greater preacher in the English language than McLaren. And I thought, wow, that's pretty amazing. English language, you've had Spurgeon, you've had Whitfield, you've had Moody, you've had a lot of people. But um, at any rate, I say all that to say that the three main points today... um, Come from Alexander McLaren. I'm reminded, I've probably shared this before, you know, a young preacher said, when I get out, I am going to be original or nothing. And he was both. Some of you will get that later, all right? The fact is, the blessed thing about truth is, truth is the same whether in the 1800s, or in the 800s, or in 2016. And the reality is, is understanding the application of that truth in our lives. In Psalm 10, we find really a heart cry of the psalmist. This is a lament psalm that we've talked about before. And you notice verse 1. Why do you stand afar off, O Lord? Why do you hide in times of trouble? The wicked in his pride persecutes the poor. Let them be caught in the plots which they have devised. You notice, I mean, this is a cry from from desperation. God, why why do you seem so far removed? The, The wicked seem to be prospering and... Let them be caught in the plots which they have devised. We've been hearing a lot of plots that have been devised recently. Verse 3, For the wicked boasts of his heart's desire. He blesses the greedy and renounces the Lord. The wicked in his proud countenance does not seek God. God is in none of his thoughts. His ways are always prospering. Your judgments are far above, out of his sight. As for all his enemies, he sneers at them. He has said in his heart, I shall not be moved. 
I shall never be in adversity. His mouth is full of cursing and deceit and oppression. Under his tongue is trouble and iniquity. So he he paints this picture of the wicked and in his brazen, self-centered, humanistic thinking, he said, I will never be in adversity. I cannot be moved. I shall not be moved. Meaning, I am steadfast. I am set. Nothing is going to change this. You know, isn't it interesting how depending on which person says something, whether we take it seriously or not, um, Believe it or not, not all politicians are crooked, okay? Not all politicians are liars, all right? But generally speaking, when you hear political promises, you go, yeah, right. And you don't believe it. Then there's other people in your life that you're not sure, like, I don't know. They haven't really given me reason to doubt it, but it almost seems like something may not be right here. And then there are people in your life, hopefully you have people in your life, that you say, you know what, I can, I used to use the term, I can bank on it. I don't use that term so much anymore. Um, but you can depend on it. You can rest in it that, that I believe they're a man or woman of their word. But then you come to the word of God. And it's in the word of God that you know this is truth. There are no lies in it. And I can wholeheartedly stand in this truth. In three different Psalms, there are three different individuals that said, I shall not be moved. The first one is in Psalm 10 in verse 6, and it's an, a statement of arrogant deception. God is the wicked man has no thought of God in his mind, verse 4 tells us, um, never thinks about God, or worse yet, thinks there is no God. And yet, in the midst of this condition of his life, he has the audacity to say, I shall not be moved. Nothing's going to change my course. Nothing's going to affect me. And in the midst of this, the absurdity to think that he is strong enough to withstand, number one, every trial of life. There are many of you here today that could give personal testimonies of severe trials of life that you have been through, that have shaken you, that have moved you. But this arrogant deception says, No, I shall not be moved. These trials of life come what they may. But he's also ignorant of the fact that 
he is not, he or she is not able to maintain everything that sustains life. I shall not be moved. There are many things going on in your body and my body and our life that is sustaining life right now. And the arrogance of this statement, I shall not be moved, acts as though we as individuals maintain what sustains our life. We don't maintain what sustains our life. You're not sitting there saying, beat heart, beat heart, beat heart, beat heart. All the things that go on, you have no power over that. And yet, in, in arrogant deception, I shall not be moved to think that it is able to sustain life, let alone to resist every disease or accident that may claim life. The tragedy of, of this last week of the two police officers in Des Moines completely out of their control. Every day, things happen that end up radically changing individuals' life. But for someone to say, I am my own boss and I shall not be be moved, They deliberately choose not to look at the evidence around them. They deliberately choose to not look at others who have been shaken and suffering. And they deliberately choose to ignore the fact that there is a grave waiting for every one of us. There was a man that once said, I have all the goods that I can possibly have, and I am set for life. I am going to sit back and eat and drink and enjoy life. And God said to him in Luke 12, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. That brings us to the second. If you turn to Psalm 30 and verse 6. Psalm 30 and verse 6. We read that it says, Now in my prosperity, I said, I shall never be moved. When I feel secure in my prosperity... These aren't deliberately wicked, like the arrogant deception. Deliberately wicked, deliberately choose to ignore and reject God and say, I shall not be moved. But this is one that in the prosperity, in security, that he he finds... The security of resources and look at I, I'm, I'm pretty well set here and, and things are taken care of there. Hey, I shall not be moved. What, what could happen? And our security then becomes in our prosperity rather than in the Lord. 
We forget how fragile life is. We forget that enemies surround us spiritually and physically. We forget that our security does not come from retirement funds, from savings, from abilities. Well, you know what? I was raised up and we're survivors. Whatever's thrown our way, I have a long heritage. Whatever's thrown our way, we'll figure it out. We'll get her done. That's, that's who we are. No matter what happens, I shall not be moved. I honestly believe one of the problems that is underlining the problems of our nation is in our prosperity, we said, I shall not be moved. And we forgot that what gave us this prosperity was a dependence upon God. And we forgot that every blessing is a gift of God. And so we take these gifts and in our prosperity, in our abundance, We say, I shall not be moved. Security comes when you build your life around that which cannot be taken away from you. False hope is resting in that which can be taken away from you. False hope is resting in a sense of prosperity that, I, I think I'm good. I think I'm all right. I fear that there's many that have a false hope in resting in the fact that they prayed a prayer and are a child of God and yet have no evidences that they're a child of God. There's no desire for the Word of God. There's no renewed conviction of sin. There's no desire longing desire for fellowship one with another. But in their prosperity, I shall not be moved. I'm I'm good I'm good to go. No prosperity, things going well does not keep us from being moved. But if you turn to Psalm sixteen we find another reference to I shall not be moved. Verse 8, I have set the Lord always before me because He is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. The psalmist said, because I have made God the priority of my life, because I have set the Lord always before me, I shall not be moved because God is the vital part of my life. God is my life. Regardless of what comes, I will not be shaken or moved because God's grace is sufficient. This is the man or woman who clasps God's hand and has God in his life and by his side as his ally, as his champion, as his guide, as his defense, as his friend, as his savior, as his shepherd. This is the man that that says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be moved. 
This is the man that is able to take the promise that God gives in Isaiah 41.10. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. He has a personal relationship with God. He's come to the point in his life where he said, God, I cannot run my life. I am a sinner. My life is full of sin. And I know only Jesus Christ can forgive my sins. And I call upon you for the forgiveness of my sin. And I want you as the master of my life. And he goes on and lives. And he says, God, you are in my life. This is the man that does not fear change because he has something in his life that does not change, Jesus Christ. That's why as believers, as people that have a relationship with Jesus Christ, God has not given us a spirit of fear. It really doesn't matter in our relationship with Christ What happens this coming Tuesday in the election, what matters is our walk with God. What can separate us from the love of Christ? Can tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. I shall not be moved. Not because he has everything set in his 401k and everything set. Not because he's trusting in himself. Oh, I shall not be moved. No, he has a confident rest that whatever God brings into my life, he will make his grace abundant. And if God is for me, who can be against me? Romans 8. So it's not just saying, I shall not be moved. It's saying, I shall not be moved because my heart simply trusts in God. It's a confidence of a simple faith. The psalmist said in Psalm 73, My flesh and my heart fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forevermore. Isaiah 26 and verse 3, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in the Lord. See, many things happen in our life as a way of God showing us what we're really trusting. Are we really trusting in the Lord? Psalm 62 and verse 6 He only, God only, is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. It is only when it is God that we can say, I shall not be moved. Songwriter years ago wrote, We have an anchor that keeps the soul steadfast and sure, though the billows roll, fastened to the rock, Jesus Christ, which cannot move, grounded firm and deep in the Savior's love. The only way we shall not be moved is when we are fastened to the rock, which cannot be moved.
Now, the application of this, are you fastened to Jesus Christ in such a living, ongoing, growing personal relationship that you know he is all-sufficient and whatever comes in my life, by his grace, I shall not be moved. Or are you trusting in your effort, your family, your history, your heritage, your design? So first of all, personally. But then secondly, secondarily, we need to look and say, you know, every day I run into people. And every day as I see them. I have an opportunity to help them trust in God, build true security about that which can never be taken away. And I need to, are they trusting in themselves, thinking in myself, I shall not be moved? Are they trusting in their prosperity? You know, there are are a lot of people today that have pretty good nest eggs set up. But the reality is we can all wake up tomorrow morning and the nest eggs are gone. And God, how can I help this one maybe trusting in himself and in his own prosperity? How can you use me as an instrument to help them to trust in you? It is vain to trust in man. But when we trust in God, you don't need to fear the future. Many of you that have have small children battle and grandchildren and great-grandchildren, it's like, man, what's the future hold? But when we anchor our souls in the Lord Jesus Christ, I shall not be moved. Visiting those believers that live in in Muslim-dominated countries and seeing them anchored in the Word of God and their relationship with God. And regardless of what comes, I shall not be moved. Where could I go but to the Lord? We need that blessed, blessed confidence. As we rest in the Lord, the the songwriter um, wrote the song that said, I shall not be, I shall not be moved. Just like a tree planted by the waters, I shall not be moved. Jesus is my Savior, I shall not be moved. In my Christ abiding, I shall not be moved. If I trust Him ever... I shall not be moved. On his word I'm feeding. I shall not be moved. He is the one that's leading. I shall not be moved. Just like a tree planted by the waters. I shall not be moved. I I thought of it this morning as we sang uh, the first song. How firm a foundation was it? 411, no, that wasn't it, 464, but let me just 
let me just call to mind how firm a foundation, you saints of the Lord, is laid for your faith in his excellent word. What more can he say than to you he has said, to you who have refuge for Jesus has fled. Fear not, I am with you. Oh, be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will still give the aid. I'll strengthen you, help you, and cause you to stand, upheld by my righteous, omnipotent hand. When through fiery trials thy pathway shall lie, my grace all-sufficient shall be thy supply. The flame shall not hurt thee, I only design thy dross to consume and thy gold to refine. The soul that on Jesus hath leaned for repose, I will not, I will not desert to his foes. That soul, though all hell should endeavor to shake, I'll never, no, never, no, never forsake. Lord, we praise you today for the truth of your word, That as we trust you and you are at our right hand, we shall not be moved. Lord, I pray today for individuals that maybe are trusting in their own abilities, their own efforts, and have basically said, I'll survive it. I can handle it. I can do it. I shall not be moved. Lord, I pray today that you would cause every one of us to see how fragile and feeble we are. And that we would be drawn to the very heart of you and anchored in you, the rock of ages. And that we would have a faith that is unshakable, that regardless of what comes in our life, we would be able to say by grace through faith, I shall not be, I shall not be moved. Lord, thank you for the peace. Thank you for the confidence that only you can give. And I pray that we would know the grace of you in a steadfast, unmovable manner. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand together with our heads.